You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, everyone. It is the 19th of August and a very warm welcome to another online dot to the Alive Lounge with me, Phil Byers. And of course, as always, Joined by Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood. Gentlemen, how are we? All good here, Phil. All good. Uh, different setting for me this week than normal because uh, happened to help a family member out uh, with an op. But it's good. I, I can't, I've got to apologise now, listeners and viewers, actually, uh, to this because I might drop out at any point because I'm currently in the middle of nowhere. You might think about where Fight Camp is uh, for Matchroom. I'm even more remote than that. Um, so, uh, yes, at any point, this this uh, broadcast can become a Phil and Gob show, which is not a bad thing, I think, for most people. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, mate. Um, Bless you, but... Right, it's, 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 it's a little harsh, it's a little harsh. Um, first of all, everyone, a very warm welcome. And, of course, get your questions in on YouTube and our Facebook Live as we speak right now. Uh, first of all, Charlie, very happy birthday for tomorrow. 21 tomorrow, so happy birthday, Charlie, mate. Happy Thanks birthday, mate. As always. It's all downhill from there, pal. It is. Getting older, It's been a busy world. Obviously, today is mainly going to be around the Premier League. Premier League darts returns from the new home of World Darts Stadium, MK, the Marshall Arena. Um, but first of all, we'll just touch on a couple of bits. First of all, I know everyone's going to ask in relation to the match-fixing allegations that broke yesterday. We're not going to touch on it until both have had hearings and there is evidence there that we can talk on. Obviously, there are allegations. I know Wessel has admitted his part, but until we see it all broken down, but then, of course, we will talk about it. We're not shunting we're going to hide from it. But until we've got facts in front of us, guys, then, of course, we will touch on it. All agreed, guys? Good place to be in with that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think the key thing here is the fact that at this moment in time, they're all they're all allegations. So that's the key at this moment in time. And Silas Thomas have either been charged or if they've been cleared, then we can talk about it then. It, and it's how it works in UK law as well, to be fair with other, with other things. It'll work something similar here. So, like, we're not trying to say that uh, it's not important, it is, but until just time as you know everything, until just time as fines or clearance have, have gone through, then we can talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, no, 100%. Um, good evening, David, on YouTube as well, mate. Thanks for joining us. Well, of course, the, the governor, Mr. Hearn, we had the pleasure of interviewing at the fishing yesterday, and he dropped us a few lines, as always, gentlemen. Um, first of all, you can always rely on Barry Hearn for an interview, can't you? You can always rely on Barry Hearn for an interview. My hero. Just, 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 just throw him a bone and he runs him a hole. No, um, first of all, I know a lot of you asked last week about Q School. Barry has confirmed that Q School 2021 will 100% happen. Cast iron. And it brings him in half a million pounds. I mean, of course it's for the fairness of darts. No, um, (laughs) <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Q, Q score will be happening. And the other news, which is um, interesting, that he said, or wouldn't rule out, the World Championships may leave the UK shores if we can't have a crowd in the UK. And that was very telling, I thought. And the fact that he said, his exact words were, it's possible. Logistically, it's a bit of a nightmare, but it's possible, means they've looked at it. For me, that says yeah, there was a plan admission. there. That's an admission from the yeah, governor. When he, says, there's, there's when, he says, when he says logistically, it's it's a nightmare. That means they've done the prep. The plan is there. Yeah. I mean, for me, the PDC have been ahead of the curve compared to every other sport in the world, pretty much. Them, them and Snooker and, and Barry and his team and, and everyone at Matcham have, have been part of that. So they'll have analysed every possible opportunity. They want fans back in. You saw that Snooker World Championship was meant to be one of the first pilot events, scrapped after the first day, but reinstated again for the final. If there's a way that they can make that presentation and get those fans back into the event, then they'll do it. And they're, they're the best in the business at doing it as well. So... Yeah, very telling, but trust them to, to get it right, as they always seem to do. I about to say, sorry, Phil, I, I remember asking the question last week because someone, I think you, you posed it to me, saying that would you expect the World Championships to go to somewhere like Austria or elsewhere if the fans can't make it? And I said yes, and it doesn't surprise me one bit, to be honest with you. Mr Hearn is always on the curve always ahead of, he's always forward thinking, he's our Barry. And it doesn't surprise me. So I'm looking forward to the World Championships 2021 being held at the Press Tatter in Graz in Austria. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it's, yeah, it just says, says it all to me. Also, the Grand Slam qualification criteria is out there. However, when you read it, it's about as clear as dirty dishwater. There's still going to be absolute conundrums trying to work this this one out, it has to be said. You think, just make it easy. Nah, we'll give you this, this and this scenario. And if this doesn't happen, we'll just put whoever in anyway. I is think the, that's ideal for the PDC, that they can put whoever in whenever they want. That that, that sort of works for that event. Obviously, there's, there's usually the eight picks from the BDO or the amateur side of darts, as Barry now calls it, because he, he can't label it with an organisation at the minute. Um that that suits the PDC to the ground. It means that they can put more of the women's players in that are 
in a market that's constantly developing. Perhaps they can use some more of the international players, depending on travel restrictions and that sort of thing. And they can really showcase the players they've got under their banner once again. I think no, the key as well here is, is yeah, I, I think no, the no, key no. for me here is that for it, the fact that only the big world champions have been invited, which I think is understandable. You know, I appreciate maybe the World Masters champion might, might have also come in as well, potentially. But Wayne Warren and Makira Suzuki deserve their spot because they've won the world championships. Does this mean now, though, I have to take the Grand Summer Darts seriously because it's going to be a PDC ranking event where only two players are going to be invited rather than about eight? That's a shame. Well, you say you say two at the moment. Let's let's wait until we know the, the final lineup before we say that. There's, there, there's yeah, well, time. you know, we have to go with it. We have to go. We have to go with what the PDC press release said, Mr. Bars, as you all know, and they said that there will be no more handouts. So what we can definitely get deduce from that is there will be more handouts. There will be whatever whatever I'm, happens. I'm <laughs> fully expecting an invite for the current walk-on world champion Wayne Mardell as well. I'm surprised I haven't chew <laughs> on that one in. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much I'm very much expecting another invite as well for a, a certain Queen of the Palace if she doesn't go and win it outright as well uh, at the women's series. I think. Yeah, it's it, it, it's an interesting one. So yeah, that that news is actually going to go through some on YouTube before we head into the Premier League. Good evening, Philip. How are you, Matt? Join us every week. Thank you very much. Gob, here's one for you. Please, please, can you give Robert a shout-out? The comment says, can the guy in the white shirt give me a shout-out, please? <laughs> Hi. Robert who? Because that could not be the company sat here we've got Dave. Please bring back the Moda Starts League. It's it's coming. We are working on stuff behind the scenes. Believe me, I know because it happens on my computer. We're working on stuff to make it better. So the live league will return at some point. Can't tell you when because we'd want to make it better than what it was, but it will come back. Uh, Wayne, any news about the BDO and what happens next? Uh, the news is there is no news. And what happens next? I think you might as well pick up the toilet seat, flush the chain. It's done. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, God knows more than I do, so I'll let him I'll defer into it. Still a few counties that are deciding on their future. Quite a few other sites have, have done the interviews with all the, the the top honchos for the three organizations that are currently vying to look after the the county side of the game, shall we? The the BICC as it was. Um the majority of the decision so far seems to be that a lot of the counties are voting away from the BDO and are looking towards the UK DA, the UK AD, sorry, whichever yeah. way I've got round, I've got it. Um, there are plenty of other opportunities for an amateur tour, the WDF, uh, MAD as well, that uh, Steve Brown and the, the JDC chairman has, has developed. So I think the amateur game will come out in a good position. Um, there'll be plenty of options for players. It, it might get a little bit scrappy for a while, but once one organisation takes a, a solid lead, I think it, it will come out stronger. That there, there will be better communication towards the professional game and the PDC. I think they'll be able to sit around a table and plan schedules that don't clash and that sort of thing. So we'll have to see how it goes from there. But yeah, at the minute, there's not really much news on that apart from <laughs> don't stay off Facebook because it's a it's an minefield. Yeah, um, one from Philip as well. <laughs> Didn't Williams and Barry deserve invites too? 
Um, for the slam, yeah, arguably, I'd have put King Marion. I, I think, I think the guy, I think he's box office. If I'm being honest, um, um, I'd, I'm with you. I'd have, I'd have shoehorned King Marion. Is he a bit too young though? I know he's only, he's only just turned eighteen, hasn't he? Good enough. You're old enough. <laughs> well, uh, that's a, well, that's a defence. No, I'd, I'd say I'd say this right about Keane is the fact that he will be a superstar. There's no doubt in my mind that Keane Barry will be a superstar, hundred percent. But I think again, it's that moment of like it's the same with with uh, with Leighton Bennett, isn't it? And it's the same with Bo Greaves. Are we pushing them too far, too young? You know, that, that, that's that's my only concern about Keane. He's won one on multiple stages already. So for me, he's ready. Jim yeah. Williams, Justin Van Tegel would done the Look. same, and he's one that hasn't really pushed on. You're just concerned that Keane might do the same. Too much, Possibly, too soon. Let them develop with the the things that are there to allow them to develop. We had this conversation about the development tour last year. When he's got tour card, and then I think he'll be fully developed, and then whether or not he gets. <laughs> Handout opportunities um, is for you to decide because of his age, but we're both there. <laughs> Jim, Williams, Jim Williams is a funny one because when he's on, Jim's very good, but I, I don't know. We haven't seen enough of him. I don't know what he's done over lockdown either, if I'm being honest. We saw him briefly in the remote darts league. So, look, Jim Williams is a fabulous player. Has he done enough to warrant a wild card pick? Not for me at the moment. Um. But, yeah, that's a fair, and, and that's Sam, a fair point. Fal- like... Yeah. Yeah, and Sam Fallon will be in. We certainly hope so because the Queen of the Palace is box office and that is a fact. Also, genuine, genuine thought about Fallon Sherrick, and I've said this before about this, it's seen, it's a similar stance to Jimmy Vandenberg, I think. Her stage game is unreal. Uh, certainly for what we've seen so yeah. far on the big stage. Played well, obviously, the magical World Championships due with the current Premier League leader. If she, go, if she gets on a run, if she ever gets a tour card, which I hope she will, I think she will as time progresses. If she gets to those stage events again, man, that, she, that, that could be one hell of a story. And she could go further. She's that good. 100%. Right, that's a quick roundup of things that have been going on and a few questions. Right, gentlemen, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk Premier League. It's been a while. It feel, I think it's. Uh, it feels weird talking about the Premier League in August. That fateful night in Liverpool seems a long time ago. So we will refresh your memories. The table is up. And I've got to admit, I had to look at this because I didn't have a Scooby-Doo who was where apart from my new dozen was top. It's been that long. Um, so as you can see, Glenn Durrant sits top. Michael Van Gogh in second. Michael Smith third. Nathan Aspinall currently in fourth makes up the playoff positions. Peter Wright, five. Gary Anderson, six. Uh, Gary Price, seven. Rob Cross, eight. And Daryl Ganley, currently ninth, gentlemen. Three nights till judgment night, till someone gets relegated. We'll go through the fixtures in those three shortly. But before we do, can Daryl Gurney avoid elimination after three nights? Yes. Yes, mm. yes, you can. I was going to wait till Gob came in there, but I'll let him. I'll let him. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting, I'm, I'll let Gob. I'll let Gob. Uh, I'll let Gob just wait on that one. I believe he can. The problem you've got 
if you're Daryl Gurney, is that your nearest rival for that relegation spot in the shape of Rob Cross, you've already played against him and you've only drawn against him. That was the problem. You haven't picked up a win yet in the Premier League. And that leg difference is horrendous. Absolutely awful. However, Daryl Gurney at the Summer Series was playing some good stuff. Daryl Gurney at the match play. Played some decent stuff in the first round. Second round against Vincent van der Boort. Didn't particularly great. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Second round against Vincent van der Boort. Didn't particularly perform great. Rob Cross, for me, hasn't played well. I'm going to go back to maybe the Euros last year. He really won that with his B game against the Naka Gerwin Bryce. If you go further back, Final to talk about the... the, the well, you know, that's probably the last time that he played well, as you can see on my shirt there. Um, that's probably the last time he played well. He still won that with his B game. I haven't seen Rob Cross hit the heights of 2017 into 2018 for probably two years now. I, it, it, it's worrying for me if I'm a Rob Cross fan. And, you know, Rob Cross has still got to play. I mean, we'll go into fixtures a little bit more in, de- a little bit more in detail, but he's got... The top three in consecutive nights. Daryl Gurney, admittedly, has got Chris Doby, who is no mug, great player. He's got Nathan Aspinall, and he's got Peter Wright to play. If I'm Daryl Gurney, I would rather have those um, games than Rob Cross's games when you're playing against the top three consecutively back-to-back. I agree, but my issue is he's probably going to have to win all three of them because of the leg difference. And I don't yeah, see Yeah, I agree happening. with you there. No, I don't see it happening. But unless Rob Cross... Well, even if Rob Cross does absolutely fall off a cliff, that, that's the problem. Cross could. I just don't think he's, yeah. he's carrying anywhere near the form that we've, we've seen it. He, he's so hit and miss recently. Um, there's, there's a good chance he could turn up an average 85 for three nights in a row. There's, there's a good chance he could turn up an average 104 for three nights in a row because he, he's capable absolutely of that. Absolutely right. That, that, he, he's become a very streaky player. I think the last time he played well was in this league phase before he dropped the proverbial uh, on the final night to not finish top against Michael Van Gerwen. I think I he think was brilliant that season. Um, other than that, the, 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 the only anything concern. that makes me believe. Yeah, the only concern I've got with this is the fact that there's only been one player who has gone to the last leg of every game they played in the Premier League this season. That is a certain Robert Cross. Now, Cross, if that's the case, Gurney has to win all three games because Cross's leg difference ain't going to go drop like a stone, even though it easily is possible. When you're playing a game, uh, does a MVG and Bully Boy, you, your leg difference can drop like a stone. But with the way that we've seen Rob Cross appreciate it, it's a bit of a difference now for where it was then. Cross ain't just going to lie down, I don't think. So I think Daryl Cody can avoid relegation, but he's going to have to work very hard to do so. Interestingly, at the top as well, we'll have a look. Um, the interview will be out some point this week, but we spoke to Gary Plummer, the managing director of Target, and he released a little secret. Glenn Durrant, if you're, I don't know if you're listening to us, Glenn, because I know you did last week because you dropped us a message. Glenn Durrant's going to be using new flight, new flights for night one of the Premier League. So I was told at the fishing yesterday. 
New shape so, or just new design? New shape. That's interesting. Made especially for him, made especially for him by Target that he has been practicing mm. with. So, look, it could change. He could change his mind last minute. But as of yesterday, when we spoke to Gary Plummer, the new flights would be on show for night one, which is an interesting one. Glenn potentially moving away from the, the lovable pairs that he's played with forever and ever and ever. <laughs> um, so, from that, good take, good place to take us in to night number one. You have to excuse the slides because they haven't made any new ones that I could borrow. I mean, use. So we've had to we've, we've had to go with Newcastle on the nineteenth of March. Um, <laughs> so just just it's not the nineteenth of March. It's not Newcastle, but the games are the same. So game number apart one. From that, it's all fine. No, apart from that, it's all good. Um, so game number one, a repeat of the world match play semi final. It is the Sorcerer against the Apprentice again. Big game. Game number two, Michael Van Gogh against Rob Cross. By the way, when does NVG play game two? Did someone get the schedule? This is the, the one way? and only time in this season and last season I looked. Yeah. Game number three, which we'll come on to in a minute, but this this intrigues me, is Nathan Aspinall against Gatherin Price. Game number four is the local hero to Milton Keynes, Chris Stone. No, um, Chris Stone no. plays <laughs> Daryl Gurney. <laughs> and last up, Peter Wright taking on Glenn Durrant. So we'll start at the top, gentlemen. The Sorcerer against the Apprentice. Is it repeat or is it revenge? Revenge. Yeah, revenge. Revenge. I'm going against the man here at all, but I... I... Just think, Bully looked so good. The way that Gary fell off in that final, I think he needs a couple of days to play himself in. We saw that at the summer series, maybe, and by the time he got firing for the for the match play as well, I just think Smith looks fantastic. He looked really calm all week. I think he'll have been practicing still. I think he looks hungry to go out and win a title, and I think he's in a really good position to do so for this Premier League. To be fair. Um, the weight loss, the, everything that's gone on with him in the last few months, and the fact he's still in the top four at the minute means he's in with a great shot. Yeah, he's only two points Again, off the top. Appreciate well. the big difference. Yeah, sorry, Godfrey. Gary, G Gary, yesterday he's dug out the scallop darts. What you said to us yesterday? No, he's potentially going to have a chuck with the, the twenty-four gram phase twos. They're the ones that he's done. No. He's, he's gone to the drawer and gone. Oh, we'll, have, we'll have a go with these. Um, Why? The, the, the what, that, what that shows to be, sorry, what that what that shows to be is that Gary Anderson has literally zero care about this Premier League anymore, does he? As long as he gets through Judgment Night, he doesn't care. I'm just gonna he's gonna use it as a chuck around. I love him. <laughs> yeah, and that, that they they have been put in the case, which if they come out of the case up onto the stage will be interesting because he did it a nine dart with them in the UK Open, so they do work on the stage. I don't, God's going to be God, fuming God, if that's fuming the case. He's just, God's just going to be wanting constantly just to have the noir darts, and that's all he ever wants in his life. Do you know what? Yes, I'm not even no. that big a fan of the noir. Just the original silvers with the two little blue rings at the bottom. Unbelievable. Everything else, what's he doing? Well, we, we might have the phase twos out of the draw, but we're all going for a Michael Smith victory. 
It's worry on me all agree. Game number two. Yeah. This is a battle of the former world champions. It is Michael Van Gogh against Rob Cross. And again, a lot of questions around darts in this one because they both use different sets at the match play. I believe Rob is sticking with the new ones that Target made. Um, MVG, your guess is as good as mine, wins the UK Open and then picks another set up. But even with a, a whatever set he uses, I can only see one winner in this game and I think it's an MVG win. Yeah, totally agree. I can't see uh, Rob Cross getting anywhere near him, to be honest, because I, I've said before, I just don't know what a Rob Cross is at the moment. But if Rob Cross can go an average 104 and go and absolutely smash it out of the park, then, you know, we could have a game on our hands. But MVG will want to put the pressure on Mr. Durrant to remind him that just because he's top at the moment doesn't mean he's going to be top at the end of the league phase. So, uh, yeah, this I can't see anything but a comfortable win for MVG on this one, I'm afraid. Are you going with us, Dob, as well? Two, on, two from two on the full house agreements. Yeah, I, I, I can't oh. see a cross win, to be honest. Um, I know oh, that when he first... I know that the year after, when he didn't defend his World Championship title, he said he spent more time at home with preparing the right way. And obviously, this will have given him the opportunity to do that again, spend some time at home, get out walking the dog, like he said, that he enjoyed to do. So if, if he's got a renewed outlook and, and a new set of darts and he's been practising well, then why not? I just don't think he's got the confidence in his own ability anymore to, to go and really beat these top, top players consistently. Game number three. This intrigues me. Nathan Aspin against Gerwin Price. Both of these guys, I think, struggled with conditions at the world match play. Both of these buzz off of an atmosphere. Now, I haven't got a clue how this game's going to go for that reason. Because... Both, both were, were, were disappointed with the way they played at at the match play. Uh, well, I, I think Aspinall might just nick this one because I think he might have put in, I don't know this, but I think he might have put in slightly more between the match play and here than Gazi might have. See, well, ah, jeez, ah. Do you know what this is? I've just sat on the fence here. Six all. You got some splinters? You got some, you got some splinters? Yeah, six all. <laughs> I'm sitting right firmly on that fence. I'll tell you the reason why for this, Casey, is because Gary Price loves a draw in the Prem. Absolutely loves a draw in the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, I can't see anything else but a Gary Price, uh, Gary Price draw because that's what happens in the Premier League. Their taxes, Gary Price drops points. That's how it works. Glad you said that because I completely forgot that a draw was possible. <laughs> I sat looking at the table, <laughs> looking at all the yellow lines, going, that's a great bit of form there. Good form, yeah. Draw, draw, yeah. Picking up a point, yeah. Wasn't even contemplating it for any of these results. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm not backing it here. I, I, am, I, I think Aspinall will shade it. I just think that of the two, he's the more likely to produce that, that one-off ton-plus finish that will change the direction of the game or get him out of trouble a little bit, um, especially with no crowd as well. I've seen him do it in, in small little venues compared to, to Gezi, who does really feed off a crowd, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Aspinall to shade this one. Game number four. It is Hollywood Christovi against Daryl Gurney. I'm looking forward to this game. Really am. And... 
I'm going for a challenger win. I'm going for Domes to beat Daryl Gurney. That might be heart overhead, but I just think that I saw enough at the summer series that I liked what I saw with Domes. He was unlucky in a lot of games and he always plays well on TV. Always. Um, and we're not sure what Daryl's done since since the match play. Has he gone home and practised a lot? Has he gone home and not done a lot? We don't know. We're, we're surmising. But I, I think Doby gets his man here. I'm going to go for a 7-5 area for Doby. Uh, Gop, you can go first in this one, mate. I'm following Phil. Damn, this is this is getting pretty weird. Um, I just, I think this game massively pins on which Daryl Gurney turns up. I think we we spoke about a lot in the past about Gary Anderson needed to get angry and fired up to play well. I think Gurney that applies to even more so, and obviously that just didn't happen against Vincent in in the match play. Um, I think. Game two as well could be could be pivotal to this. If Cross does steal points against Van Gerwen, Gurney's all but out. He'd need to win everything else and then better the leg difference that Cross produces while Cross loses his next two. So Gurney could have absolutely nothing to play for at this point. Um, it's a possibility. I don't know. We've all just said we don't think he will, but he could have absolutely nothing to play for at this point. I just think. Doby's very, very steady on TV. I, I like his game. I like his attitude. Um, I think he's, he's lost some real good battles against some top-class players on, in TV on the last few tournaments that we've seen him. Um, I think he scores really well, which will put Daryl under pressure. Um, yeah, like I said, I think it just depends which Daryl turns up. If Daryl comes out far in 180s, Daryl can average 107 and completely blow Chris away. But um, with Phil, I think Doby sneaks this one. Well, don't worry. I'm going to uh, be different. I am going to say, as much as I love Dobes, Gurney's going to come out with fire in his belly. He will want that first win, particularly if Cross does beat Van Gerwen or get a point against Van Gerwen. 7-5 the other way. I'm going to go Gurney to sneak this just. The thing is, is that this is one of the games when we were looking at this originally back in February that I thought, oh, you know what? Actually... This is a game where I could actually see the challenger winning. Now Luke's done it. I think, like you said, the floodgates will just open. Now Luke Humphreys did it, obviously, in Exeter. But I've got a funny feeling that this one is going to go the way of Daryl. Just tight. Very, very tight game. Last game. Game number five sees the world champion, Peter Snake Bite-Right, taking on Glenn Durant. Now, there's a fat 400 million questions in this game. One, are we going to have Peter Wright's glasses? <laughs> and every single Two, one of them is what many... Peter Wright's combination is going to be. <laughs> Two, how many times has Peter Wright changed his dark stem flight combination since the world match play? And obviously... Since he got Glenn beat Durant's by flights. Yeah, Glenn Durrant's flights. What what combination are we going to have from Durrant after the, the, the target news yesterday from Gary Plummer? So... I'm I'm intrigued by by this game. I think there's a lot a lot around this one. And does Pete I'm not sure Peter Wright's a huge practicer either at home. So it'd be interesting to see what he's put in. Because he, he said over lockdown he didn't do that much. So it'd be interesting to see what what he's done 
in this. We know Glenn religiously on the board at home. I, I'm going to go. I go and draw this one. I'm going six all. Got some sprinters there, Phil. Yeah, I, I just think that because there's too many questions, that I don't know the answers to. Well, if, if if I knew what dark Peter Wright was going to use, are we going to see the glasses? Are we not? I still think this is a big game for the world champ. Yeah, this is a big game for the world champ. And I've got a funny feeling that this is a game where we talked about Pete Wright for a good while turning up when he needs to. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for Pete Wright to sneak this just... Well, yes. Let's not gloss over that. I think Peter Wright gets revenge on... Uh, I, I think gets Peter Wright gets revenge on uh, does a beating him at the match play. I'm going to go 7-4. Give it a you split 7-4. Where's your 10p, Gob? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This this one's really tough because of all the things that you mentioned, all, all the unknowns, and then you've also got the added thing that it's not an absolute fact, but Glenn Durant against the supposed best players in the world ups his game. He's coming as Agreed. Premier League champion. He's playing against the current world champion. He needs no more motivation. He will get himself fired up for It will just depend on... If this was night two or night three of the bubble, I'd be backing Glenn all day because I think he'd have played himself into some form then in competitive darts. Um, and there's no worry about that. You do worry a little bit about it being game five, first day back in, waiting around for it for so long, if he can hit the doubles the way that he normally does because that's the big part of his game. Um, amazingly, for the fourth time out of five matches, Phil, I'm actually going to follow you. I'm going to draw as well. <laughs> Are you, have you read my script notes? We don't make notes. You do notes. Don't, don't <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Come on. Stop it. Come on now. What's going, what's going on here? <laughs> She's madness. Right, well, right, well, Phil has to go through. Well, well night, uh, Phil goes through night two of the bubble. I will be back in twenty seconds. Unfortunately, the the person that I'm currently looking after calls for me, so we'll be back very, very shortly to talk through night eight. No. <laughs> so here we are. We're going to the Ahoy in Rotterdam on the twenty fifth of March. No, um, again. Ahoy there. Uh, wrong graphic, but again, five <laughs> intriguing games. For, for different reasons. Um, game number one, Gary Anderson against Garwin Price. Game number two, Nathan Aspinall against Daryl Gurney. Game three, Michael Smith against Rob Cross. Game four, Michael Van Gerwen against Glenn Durrant. And game five, Peter Wright against Jeffrey Dejoam. Game number one, oh, it's it's friends reunite. Needle. Um, best pals, these two. Best pals, these two. <laughs> social distancing, social distancing. They'll be mad about that, won't they? Can you have um, a scrap from yeah, two meters away? Right? <laughs> again, again, we're looking at these on paper. A lot depends what happens the night before as well, because these are quick turnarounds. There's, there's not a lot of time. If someone has an absolute mare... There's not a lot of time to get it out of your system, forget about it and put it right because you're back on again in 24 hours. So this is this is cutthroat here. 
But just off what we're seeing, who do I fancy, Gary Price or Gary Anderson? Gary Price. For me. I think crowd or no crowd, he will give it a big, big come on to, to the fans board or the cameraman, whoever he can get angry at. And I just, just think it'll, it'll, it'll do a number on Gary, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I'll let, you, I'll let you go on this one, mate, because, uh, like I say, I know he's your boy. Well, here's the thing, right? Gary, I've just said he's getting battered the night before. He's going to change his darts overnight back to the Noirs like a good little boy. Then he's going to get fired up for this game. <laughs> uh, Gezi is obviously going to want to batter him off the board, but it, it's not enough to beat my man. If this was any other opponent, I'd be backing them right now. But because it's Gezi, I'm about to go Gary. I've got to stay loyal. Drop <laughs> <laughs> a fanboy in right now. Gary, if you're watching, shirt, sure, please. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the casting vote then, really, haven't I? Shameless. Um, Absolute shameless. <laughs> if you could get it framed as well for him, that'd be great. Um, I would um, I, I would say that Price is going to be the one here that wins the game. Um, again, it's not that I don't think that Gary's a great player. Obviously, he is. Uh, I just think that Gerwin will have to do something in this point because he will need to try and close that gap to the top four. It's a big game for him, huge game for him. It's a shame it's not in Rotterdam because, goodness me, the atmosphere there. It would be like a proper big away day for Gerwin Price against Gary in Rotterdam. So, yeah, I'm... Oh, sorry. According to our graphic, uh, we're going to be wearing orange shirts on the Wednesday night. Uh, no, I, I think that this is a. I think this is a game price win. I've got to say. Game number two is Nathan Aspinall against Daryl Gurney, and again, I'm just basing this off what I said. I'm thinking in my head how I went night one going. Based on that, I'm going for a Nathan Aspinall win against Daryl Gurney seven. For Nathan Aspinall in game number two, for me, I think he's in a played well in in night one, full of confidence again, and the Asp gets the job done, and Daryl Gurney is relegated. Mm. If he can still survive at this point, I think he beats Aspinall. Only for Cross to then go and take a point off Smith in the following game, and he'd be devastated. But yeah, if if a result possible to keep him in the Premier League at this point, I think Gurney wins. If after the previous night it's not, I think Aspinall's comfortable. Yeah, I, I I think this time this is a very close one. I don't want, I don't want to call a draw for two games in a row for Nathan Aspinall because we don't really know what it is. But I think the break that he had over uh, over the week, I think really refreshed him. It would seem that he did on Twitter anyway, at least. He's been a lot more, like, you can see he's a lot more calm himself, I think, from where he was at the match play. So, now I'll go on Sonic. I'll go down the middle again. Six all. Call the draw in. Another splinter. Hashtag splinters. Absolutely. Um, this is what draw in, like. What's the game <laughs> <number>? <laughs> <Niche>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, game game number three is a repeat of last year's World Match Play final. It is Bully Boy against Voltage. 
again, because I'm not sold on what I've seen from Rob Cross at the moment, I just think his action, again, looks off and everything like that. For me, Bully Boy gets the job done and fairly convincing. I'm going to go 7-3, 7-4 to Michael Smith in in this game. I just think that right now, he's the better player, plain plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Think that this will be a very comfortable win for Michael Smith. He will get closer towards the top of that table. 7-3 as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you boys, I think. Despite what I just said, um, I think if he is safe, if Rob Cross is safe, then then Smith batters him. Um, Smith looks like a major winner right now, just without that, without that trophy. And he, like I said earlier, I think he will get one this calendar year, which which is a big stake, but I just think he looks unbelievable at the minute. Fair one. Just before we go on to the next game, a couple of hellos on YouTube. Evening, Patrick. Evening, Daz. Evening, Jacob. Evening, Owen. We will come to your questions in a minute because they're all relevant to the Premier League and more of them that after we've gone through this. So hang tight, guys. We will come to them. Michael Van Gerwen against Glenn Durrant. Now, there's an there's an O, there's an O on this game that could be going. Glenn Durrance, two and O records. O has got to go against the Green Machine, and Michael Van Gogh is well aware of this stat, which makes him dangerous. First of all, yes. Assuming however, Glenn plays, however, However, sorry to just say that they're Should very competitive. Glenn- regardless of whether he does win or not, whether he does win or not, Glenn Durant can still have the O against him in ranked events. Clutching at straws now, Jar. Clutching at straws. If it's I'm on just, TV, I'm just trying catch, to be there. You know, you know, you, you know the <laughs> no, words that Barry said. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a TV competition. Hashtag what's a major. Uh, so before we get into the game itself if Glenn uses the new flights and they don't go well on night one does he change back yes yeah (laughs) question two does he beat MVG no yes yes oh hello I'm here for it I said it earlier I said right. it earlier for the same reason. He elevates his game against the top players. It's the sort of challenge that Glenn Durant relishes. He doesn't fail very often. In in the past, he's, he's fallen in majors at perhaps the wrong time, run out of steam a little bit. This is night two. I think he'd be absolutely perfect, ready for this. Um, yes, a lot depends on the night before and, and the new equipment. But then again, Michael's lost two games in his Premier League already. How often have we said that before? Because he's tinkering still as well. So once they're there and settled, it's going to make a massive difference. And doing this night after night one would be so much easier for us. But we've bit the bullet and gone for the entire rest of the Premier League yeah. all in one go. Um, We've just gone ball with yeah, we'll the first three nights all in one. I still think that... I just think that in those moments, the weight that Glenn takes on his shoulders and produces with is fantastic. Couldn't agree more. I think that this is a this is one of those games where Glenn Durant will raise his game. We have always said that between 80 odds and 120, 130, there's no better finisher in the game than him. 
And I think it will come down to that. I, I think that this is a game where Glenn Durrant really makes it. There are any more doubters about whether he can win the Premier League. And I am one of them, I will say, because you don't know who's going to be in the competition and where people are going to finish and all that sort of stuff. If he beats MVG, which I think he will, this is the game where people will have to take notice and go, actually, actually, he is definitely up for finishing top of the table this time round. 100% he's up for finishing top. However, the O goes. Michael Van Gerwen wins 7-5. Checks out 1-2-4 on the ball with Glenn Durrant sat on 32 and a huge roar from MVG. Bosh, there you go. Not only the result, how it plays out as well. Mystic Marble, is that, is that you? Oh, I'm about to say, is that Wayne Marble? Come on now. You know, if that happens, going live on Instagram whilst fingers crossed, running around the press room. Called it, called it. Alan Shearer style, one hand up. <laughs> oh, um, God. You'll dine out on that for years. Years? Decades? Let's get it right. <laughs> Come on now. Um, last last game, Peter Wright against the challenger, Jeffrey Desjuan. And again, I think this one's a bit of a damp runner from... The, what we've seen, Jeffrey at the match play doesn't look comfortable for me, and I think Peter Wright wins this comfortably. If I'm being honest, yeah, again, I'm with you. I think this is a big game for the world, another big game for the world champ, um, and I think it's a really good one to try and get back up, back up into that playoff race that we'll be needing to. So yeah, I think this is a very comfortable win against Jeffrey. Gobby, you making it? Completely agree. Yeah, I just I just think Dizwan's got nothing to play for. The autumn series is a long way away. To to get yourself motivated for this one-off game is is incredibly difficult to get your mentality bang on for that. Obviously, normally the players get an opportunity to play themselves in or mid-form or whatever to to, to get yourself up for a one-off game that actually wins you nothing. A couple of prize money maybe, um, but in terms of, of what it does for you, not a lot. Um, so yeah, I just I just think Peter gets up and does a professional job. There we have it. Moving on to night number two at the Ahoy in Rotterdam on the 26th of March, 2020. Um, <laughs> game number one, Glenn Darren against Rob Cross. Game number two, Nathan Aspinall against Michael Smith. Game three, Peter Wright, Daryl Gurney. Game number four, the new El Clasico of darts. Michael Van Gerwen against Gary Anderson. Game five, Jerome Watamina against Gerwin Price. Right, boys, game number one, Durant against Cross. Again, for me, based on what I've seen, I'm not sure Cross can turn it, turn his fortunes around. And for me, Glenn's too consistent. You know what you're going to get from Glenn. He'll average somewhere between 97 and 102, steady across the night. Bosch, for me, gets the job done. 7-4 against Cross? I, I think this one's steady. I, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards the draw here and it sounds stupid because all the praise have just heaped on Glenn Durham, but Cross has, has managed to go to 12 legs in virtually all of his games. I think the pace will be very similar from each other. They won't throw big hits back at each other, but because of the nine Premier League players, Glenn's in my opinion, is the least likely to go and average 107, 108. He doesn't really blow players away. He gives them an opportunity to stay in the game and cling on. And, and Cross has actually been very good on his own throw throughout this event. He's just been poor at trying to break his opponent. 
completely got his timing wrong with, with when to attack and, and when to get away with it, which is why his averages look so poor. But actually, if you look at his winning legs on his own throw, he's incredibly difficult to break. So I think this one's a draw. I'm going to go six all. My only concern with, with what's happened here is that if he does beat NBG, will that take a lot out of him mentally? That's my only concern. I still reckon he gets the job done, but I think it's going to be a 7-5 win for Desert. Like, I'm just... It's one of those where I'm thinking, okay, if he beats MVG, this could be a big one. And then if he doesn't beat MVG, this is a huge game where he has to pick up two points if he wants to stay in contention to finish the top and not let MVG run away with it. Game number two. Best mates collide. It is Nathan Aspinall against Michael Smith. Looking forward to this game. It will be played at a good pace, good tempo. And again, for, for this one, I'm sitting on the fence. I, I can't split these two. I'm I'm going to draw in, in this one. I, I, I think this will be a good game as well. It's 4v3 for a reason, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a draw. I think it's a really high-quality game. I think we see some banging averages, yeah. load of 180s. Watch this now, obviously, be a 92 versus 93 average with absolutely no quality in it whatsoever, obviously. Um, but I, I think I, th- I do think that this is one of those games that we're going to be talking about for a good while because it's going to be yeah. fan-bleeding-tastic. Six all, but it will be close. No, I'm, I'm going with my man. I, I think Michael Swift just, just carries on getting stronger and stronger. The more he plays, I think the more that he'll drop into a rhythm that we've seen him play. I think Aspinall's pace um, is actually pretty quick. And I think that will suit Michael. They'll just get on with a game, no antics, none of that mind games or gamesmanship or whatever you want to call it. Um, that will suit Smith and he'll continue to push on. And by judgment, I think Smith's put some real pressure on the current top two in the table. Smith to win 7-4 for me. He does actually, to be fair, if he three. wins all three of those games, yeah, if he wins all three of those games, then he's right up in the mix to finish top. Game three, Peter Wright against Daryl Gurney. Are we assuming at this point that Daryl Gurney is relegated and has absolutely diddly squat to play for? No, no. I think we assume that in the last game. No, I, I disagree. I think, I, I think he's still in with a chance of staying up. But he won. He, he'll lose in this game. I think this is a game where it's bridged too far for him. I think Wright beats him regardless of whether he has nothing to play for, whether he doesn't have anything to play for. He'll get some sort of revenge for what happened in that match play quarterfinal uh, last year. Um, but I don't think, think Daryl Gurney's done until after this game. I really genuinely believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm Peter Wright. I'm, I'm Peter Wright as well. Go yeah, I think he'll be on his sixth set of barrels, 12 set of flights and 14 set of stems, <laughs> but I think Peter Wright will get the job done. And you'll, you'll, be, you'll be forgetting halfway through night two, he changes to a five mil longer point. Yeah. As and long as he doesn't bring back those... Sticker and he's wearing platform shoes and he's wearing a different coloured T-shirt and I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't know what he's going to do, but I think he still wins. 
As long as he doesn't bring back the springy point darts, the ones that look like a, like a sort of oh. clown dart that he threw towards that that, that, that one night was in Glasgow last year. God, that Cardiff. was tragic. Cardiff. Um, God, that was tragic. Game number four is El Clasico. Doesn't matter what form these two are in at the time, it always, always ends up being an absolute belter. It is Michael Van Gogh and against Gary Anderson. And when these two go at it, I could sit there and watch this game. Best of 501 legs, 24 hours. Couldn't give a monkeys. I'd sit there and watch the freaking lot. They are both mint. But yeah, they are. That, 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 right that's now, a bye final, as we've always thought about, Phil. That the bye final. One of the best games of darts I've ever witnessed in my outside. life. They did that outside. And, and, and also... These two, I think it was like, was it the Euro- last time Gary played in the Euros? Michael won the last yeah. four legs in a row to win it. And that is the best spell of a four legs I've ever seen in my life under pressure. Um, but right now, who's the better player? Michael Van Gogh. And by now, Gary Anderson might be on the phase twos. He might be on the Noirs or he might just have a brand new set delivered from Unicorn for night three. Um, <laughs> we, we we just don't know but for me I think Marco Van Gogh wins this I think he wins it comfortably I'm going to go 7-3 MVG don't do it Dog not happy is he's he's like, <laughs> I don't know I just I, I, I don't know with Gary it's becoming more and more difficult to watch it fantastic run at the match play but it still wasn't the Gary that we know and watching him in a Premier League situation is becoming more and more difficult because I just I just don't think he's got the night in night out game to compete with these guys anymore he's got the one off game he's still got the, the the ability to raise it to that level I'm still not convinced he's ever got over his back injury uh, the throw just doesn't look the same to me anymore there's still the odd jerk there's still the odd early release where he doesn't quite trust the, the twinges maybe and, and that sort of thing in the back and I'm just not sure we're ever going to see that same level Gary as, as we have before yes he's capable of doing it every pro tour and this is a similar format but to elevate it on demand against the best players in the world I, I'm just not sure he's at that level anymore but it'd be nice to see it'd be fantastic to see but I just think Michael, Michael wins this one 7-4 are you joining us, John? So I'm going to so I'm go back to the Champions League of darts last year when Michael Van Gogh and Gary Anderson played each other. Gary's pretty much already out at that point. And MBG smashing off the board en route to winning, the, to get collected the green sweep. That sticks in players' minds. That sticks in minds. And the last couple of occasions that Gary Anderson and Michael Van Gogh have met, as well as that on the Pro Tour as well, Michael Van Gogh's pretty much blown him away. Oh, go on, Sod it. Gary Anderson beats him. Sod it. Oh, hello. I'll... Join the party. Sod it. <laughs> Sod it. Whoa. I'll go for it. I'm here for it. Gary Anderson will beat Michael Van Gogh. And the last game of the first phase of the Premier League, Judgment Night, sees challenger Jermaine Watamina taking the nice man, Gerwin Price. I genuinely just think this is a bit of a, a nothing game if I'm being honest Price Correct. isn't getting relegated what do you mean 
what's mean is got nothing to play for. Styles, but it's don't a huge, particularly match. But, but it's a huge game for Gerwin, though. It's a huge game for Gerwin because he needs to get back up that table in order to try and push for the top four. Just because you aren't getting relegated doesn't mean you can't still push the top four. So but it's think, a big game then, for if him. If this was in Rotterdam, it's completely different as well. If it's in Rotterdam, there's 10,000 in orange cheering Jermaine on. But I just think that where it is, it's not really what it was designed for. And I just think that he might be a little bit flat as well. So for me, the Iceman wins. I'm going to go 7-3, 7-4 to the Iceman in the last game. Yeah, agreed. Can't see anything more than a going price win at all. Um, and it's a big game for him. He's got to win these games if he's going to uh, get up towards the top four this year in the Prem. So, yeah, 7-3. You joining us, Scott? Yeah, similar for me. Yeah, I, I, I just think that we're still waiting for that that light bulb moment almost for Jermaine to just click. We've seen he's got the game in patches. He's floating around at that level in in the in the world rankings and you just want him to deliver he's another one that we're waiting to deliver on tv almost and go through a run where he sees out those big games similar um to joe cullen in the way that he gets to those big moments look like he's performed well doesn't see them out goes again goes again goes again at some point he's got to start taking the making the most of the opportunities or he's going to waste a lot of talent but yeah, I just think the fact that the same as I said with Jeffrey and the one before, not a lot to play for, a bit of prize money maybe, but um, after the travelling and all that sort, of, I just think Gezi will win it. Right, we're going to hop back over to YouTube because there's a few questions in relation to what we've just spoken about. Patrick, we'll come to yours in a second, mate. Um, Daz, hi guys. Who do you think will win the Premier League this year? You'd be a, for me, you'd be a brave man to back against the man that always wins the Premier League. Um, Look, I will do. I'll do it. We don't know what's going to happen yet, whether the O2 is going to be on, whether the final is going to be at Milton Keynes. However, I'm going to be boring. Barkley Van Gogh wins another Premier League title for me because he's that goddamn good. Go on then, Josh. Shake nope. your head. Who are you going for? Michael Smith. Like that. It's time. It's time. It's time for the you big man. You literally just used my line. It is time. Oh, oh, you have been watching the Lion King. I'm watching the Lion King. Rafiki. It's <laughs> time. UFC. <laughs> UFC, mate. It's time. Someone's O. I've got my lips going. Someone's O. I think this No, I think this is where Michael Smith moves from zero to one in, in PDC majors. I, he just looks fantastic. It's not when a major because it's in not a ranked tournament. Cry some more. I just think Michael looks fantastic. Glenn's found a way to, to maybe falter at the semi-final stage in, in TV PDC events so far. I won't say major or Joel cry again. And I just think Michael Van Gogh has lost quite already um, with travel restrictions and, and that sort of thing going on, then getting back into a bubble, no crowd. Um, and the changing of equipment still, I, I don't think he's settled. Um, and, and Michael Smith's had the same set of barrels, the same 
stems in the same flights for about a decade now. Um, he's, he's not about to change anything. His, his action looks so much better than it did this time last year. He stopped the walking on the final dart. He looks solid in place and he looks dangerous. The way he's moving around the board as, as if it's a walk in the park is fantastic. And I think this is where Michael Smith finally gets over the line. It's not very often I've said that in ever, I don't think. But yeah, this is the one. The, the, only, con- the only concern for me is that if he drops low again on that treble 20, like he was doing in the match press final, he's got to try and find uh, treble 19. His cover shooting's got to be on it if he's going to try and win this tournament. But I totally agree, Gob. I think this is the time that Michael Smith does get over the line. I don't know whether you want to play Michael Van Gogh in the semi or the final. You're going to have to play him at some point. I get that. But I, th- I think if, if Michael Smith can finish and avoid Michael Van Gogh in the, in, the, uh, in the semi-final, I reckon he's got half a chance of beating him. I really do. All right, there we have it. Uh, Philip, can Price still be eliminated from the Premier League? Mathematically, uh, yes. yes, mathematically yes, he can. can. But, real, but realistically, no, I don't think he will. I think that you need Carol Ward. Technically, uh, yeah, I think technically he can. Um, yeah, so mathematically, theoretically, yes, sorry. Yeah, mathematically, mathematically, do you know the only player safe mathematically at the moment is Glenn Durham. Glenn Durham. Is the only, yeah, he's the only player mathematically uh, yeah. safe. So Glenn said he just wanted to get to judgment night. He's done that now. Yeah, so yes, he can, but no, we don't think he will. Uh, Owen, who's your pick to be relegated at judgment night? Uh, for me, Daryl Gurney's got too much yeah. to do. We spoke about it earlier, mate. I think that even if he's probably going to realistically have to win all three games to stay up. And I don't see that happening because of the leg difference. So for me, Gurney, Gurney faces the, the trap door. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Yes. Right. A couple, a couple of other ones away from the Premier League. Jacob, hi guys. Question. I've been thinking after watching the snooker world final, do you think darts Final should be extended to go over two sessions. For me, no, Ooh, don't like the idea. I like that. Don't. I don't like it. Not a fan personally. But that's I why like we're here that. to talk about these things. Yeah, but to yeah, do that, you I, have to I, up the format to best of best of sixty. Sod it! I'm here for it. Like, make it a best of thirty. Make, make it a best of you know fifteen set world final. I think for the world final, definitely. For the world final, I'd like that first to like 14 sets or something ridiculous like that. I think he's a big one. I'd love that. Huge. All I'd like to point Bring out, it I'd like to point out you, gentlemen, there are certain players that are an absolute nightmare after one session, let alone two. <laughs> uh, yes, but... Uh, I, but <laughs> The pure entertainment value, I, I, and to be fair, if Barry can smell money, let's be honest about it. If Barry can smell money and Sky won it, he'll put it on. Let's yeah, be really frank it's about happen, mate. Uh, I, I, I just think it's too big a jump from the rest of the tournament. You'd have to elongate the rest of it. The world is already incredibly long. The, the finals of the past few years perhaps haven't quite been what we'd expect from a world championship because of the length for the tournament and how much it takes out of you. So, 
the last yeah, great world, not. yeah, the last great world, yeah, the last great world final was what 2015, maybe 2016 when Gary and AP played. Probably the last great world final, you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting though. Right. If Sky, Patrick, yeah, but let's say, say if Sky won it, they'll get it. Uh, Patrick's been waiting here patiently. Cheers, buddy. Um, latest. Uh, what do you think of the latest update of the World Championship international qualifiers? Will there be less players this year? No. Even if, for me, even if some of the international players can't attend due to travel restrictions, Barry will still field a 96-man field, no matter how it's made up. Agree, guys? Yeah, I, I agree again. I, I just think that once you've made that step up, that's probably then written into, again, TV contracts and the amount of sessions and, and hours that you expect to feel from broadcasting and all that sort of thing. So to then drop it down for a year, even with everything that's gone on, to only up it straight back again next year, it's just a bit weird. And then is it is an asterisk, World Championships and all that sort of thing. So um, however the rest of the field is made up, it, it will still be the same format as last year. The only the only way I think I it might be different is if, if it has if, if it has to be different, it's only only if Sky basically want that. If Sky basically want the difference and it, they can't fill the hours and etc. because it's in Austria or Germany or elsewhere, then it might be different. But if it still stays in the UK, it still stays at Ali Pali, it won't be different. Sky, you know, the broadcasters pay a good chunk of money for the World Championships. Very special question here now, guys, especially for you two. We've got a late listener. His question proves he didn't listen to the start of the show, but because who it is, we'll put it anyway. Mr. Mike Duffy joins the show on a YouTube. What a surprise. Duff uh, Slate on a show. What a surprise. <laughs> Duff Slate. Um, what a surprise that is. Talk, talk about the world after my interview, after Phil's interview with Barry. Do you actually think the world will be taken out of the UK? Sorry if this has already been covered. Um, the general consensus is, Duff, that if there cannot be fans and in the UK and Barry can get fans in another arena in another country, then 100% yes, it will leave UK shores. I, I will caveat that, though, by saying that it will definitely be in Europe. There's no way we're going down under for a world championship or to Asia or to anywhere else. We're going to Europe purely because the majority of the broadcasters are, well, uh, that cover the yeah. sport are in Europe. And also, as well, they have to fit it for the UK schedule. It just, it's just how it works. So, uh, Duff, not a surprise you're late, buddy, but cheers again for watching and listening. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, going We're definitely going to uh, Austria or Germany. I'm, I'm looking forward, personally, to a night out in Vienna for New Year. Oh, can we go retro? Can we go Reykjavik? What do you reckon? The Icelandic World Championships in December. That would be very hard. That one outside, like they did in Dubai. See who's real world champion then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, sorry, everyone. Justin Piper's frozen on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god! He turned to Bruce Forsyth. He'll turn it to Bruce Forsyth, like properly like that. Anybody? See break dancing moves to warm himself back up, and we'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again for you that are all listening last couple of minutes so any more questions please get them in before we wrap up this show 
Um, as you all know, we were at the fishing yesterday. There is a truckload of interviews coming your way. I did, and I did a very special interview today as well, which will be revealed when it comes out. Um, but I think in total, you can look forward to around 11 or 12 interviews coming your way on online dart. So please make sure you subscribe right now. Turn notifications on so you don't miss any of it. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to put the interviews together into one pod and the live lounge into the normal lounge pod so people can listen to it as and when they will. Because if we put it all into one, you could be there sometime. Believe me, because there is some absolute belter quotes to, to come along. Um, Daz, any idea who the rest will be for the Premier League? I believe, well, I know George Noble's there because I was talking to him today. Um, and I believe I should you imagine Paul Hinks will. Don't know what you're on about, lads. Um, <laughs> I should imagine I should imagine Paul Hinks will be there because he missed out on the match play. So it's either Kirk or Russ will probably miss out. I would say I don't, I don't know well. which one, but yeah. What about Hugh as well? Location-wise, it would it would make sense to use Russ. Paul and or Kirk, George, Kirk. To be fair, as well, because Kirk's only half, you know, half hour of the road. Is he no, in for the walkway? He's in Warwickshire, isn't he? So what do you? No, he's he's, he's a Warwickshire boy. From my memory serves me correctly. No, I, I think he's moved back down to Warwickshire. I think I remember hearing him talk to me about it. So he's moved back down to Warwickshire. So he's only about half hour, forty minutes of the road. You know, if, if, if it isn't a bubble, then it'd be super for him because he can just go out. Um, Philip, they want to put two Euros, one Grand Slam of Darts qualifiers um, and the Winter Garden and the, I think he means the, the Winter, winter Series, series on um, before the Slam. I'm not sure. I think the Winter Series will be after the Grand Slam. I might be wrong with that. Um the only the, the, the only is that because the Grand Slam yeah the Grand Slam qualification criteria says the winner of the Winter Series is going to get a pick into the Grand Slam. Well, then, then there's some decisions to make for players. They're professional players. They might be playing a freaking lot of darts. Um, they're going to go for, I, I think the Winter that, Series would be midweek, wouldn't it? Yeah, the Winter Series would be midweek. Yeah, like there'll probably been. be a block think, of five Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, so Friday. Yeah, yeah. basically, for them, I think they. I think that the PDC are just going to say to players, here's the tournaments. If you choose not to play in them, unlucky, basically. We've given you dates. Um, but again, a lot will change on government guidance and everything like that as well. But it will be interesting to see. Uh, Charlie, Durant and cross game on night nine. Close game for target. Yeah, again, an interesting one. Do you think the Winter Series um, will be... Players, champs, or Grand Slam. Well, according to the press release, Jacob, as we've just said there, the winner of the Winter Series gets a Grand Slam spot. So I should imagine we'd know when that is shortly. They haven't released it as of yet. Uh, Charlie is off. I'll enjoy it. Have a nice birthday tomorrow, Charlie, and thanks for joining us as always. Cheers, buddy. Charlie. Thanks, mate. Um, Patrick, What's who this? are your picks to win the Challenge Tour? And development or order of merit? Oh, good question. I like that. Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to do these rankings now, you know. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, no, do you know no, what? I've just Patrick, got, I've, you, I've got, you, got, you've the, got the boys scrambling. Right, whilst we do that, we'll just come on to Daz's question because we can answer that quickly. When's the next ITV tournament, please? It is the World Series finals in Strasbourg. Salzburg. 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 Can't wait, mate. Bit of culture there in Austria on the west coast of Austria. Um, So, yeah, Daz, that is the the next ITV tournament. Uh, Sam, great show again, fellas. Thank you very much, mate. Always a pleasure to have have you listening. We're just getting the... um, Right, Challenge Tour rankings. You had you, you had a scramble. Go first if you want. We're now back in the game. Yeah, go on, mate. Fire away. I'll, I'll go first, and I will say Scotty Mitchell. I know he's currently number one, and that probably makes it stupid to say, uh, but Scotty Mitchell is just brilliant. I love him. I, well, you know me, mate. Always going for the big. Uh, always going for the big uh, shouts on the show. Um, yeah, I, I do think Scotty Mitchell's probably got too much of the tank um, at this moment in time, um, and. I want to say someone different to the number one on on uh, the Dev Tour, but because he's so far ahead, I can't see anybody catching Mr. Meikle. So that's my only concern. I'd love it if Nico Kurtz were to go and win the Dev Tour right now, because I think he's absolutely mint. However, I just can't see how he gets above Ryan. So I, I, I can't see there being much change at the top of the challenge during the Dev. Although Rob Collins has been playing pretty well. Over the time periods, uh, over the lockdown, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, on mine, I agree. I think Scotty Mitchell having two and a half or two point two k on his ranking is a huge, huge plus for him, and he's absolutely he's a top top player as well. But just a couple. One, I think David Evans will have a really good challenge tour when he comes back because he threw some exceptional stuff on the live league, some big, mm. big averages, and you know he's match ready. Right, now I'm going to throw a curveball into the challenge to order of merit. This person has not played an event yet. However, I think Fallon Sherrick might come in and do some huge damage in the remaining challenge tours. The only problem with that is that she's... The only problem with Fallon is the fact that her floor game, we saw how her floor game just... Not necessarily collapsed, but dropped from the first day of Q School where everybody was watching her. She got to the last 32 of that, and then she just nosedived a little bit off the back of that. So, because not many people are watching, I don't know about a floor game. That is my only concern. I'm I'm, I'm not not saying she goes and wins it, but I think she comes in and she does. She does some does some damage in those remaining challenge rules. I think could not agree more. She could do 100, percent but I just don't know whether she's got enough to get over the line already of Scotty Mitchell. That's the problem. Yeah. So, for, for, for me, Mitchell, having points on the board helps, but quite like David Evans. Are you going for, Gob? Uh, I, I think Scotty Mitchell should be fine from there, but if somebody does come from the field, it's going to be one of two, and they're both on the same amount of money at the minute. Um, I like Nathan Rafferty. I think he's got a great game. Uh, I think he can score pretty well, take games away from people. It's just, has he got it over an entire day? Um, and Andrew Gildin, um, been there, done that all before. I don't see him losing early very often. I just think he'll be steady. And if he's at the back end of tournaments with the experience and the pace he plays at, it will frustrate people um, after a long day. I think he's got an opportunity to to push on from there. They're both about £1,000 away from Scott Mitchell. So it's not impossible. It's not probable. 
Um, but there is an opportunity to strike from there, I think. Um, Devtor. I'm the lead the that Ryan well. has is, is massive. The lead that Ryan has is massive. I didn't realise um, you get the money for winning the Dev Tour now. Two two thousand two hundred and fifty quid for winning a Dev Tournament. That's gone up. I mean, what what is that? Four or six events Dev Tour. Four events plus the World Youth for the fourth of qualifying. Yeah, I, I am I am reading oh, that right off of Dart's rankings, aren't I? Winner. Yeah, you are definitely. Sheesh. If, if, if that's the case, then Ryan Meikle's lead isn't that big. Yeah, to be fair, I ten needs one, two, and he's back in it. The the thing is though, Ryan's a quality quality performer. He has won Dev Tours. He's one of them names that. <laughs> He's been around and, and picked up titles when some of the other lads have faltered. Um, he's, he's just very steady, very consistent, doesn't panic, um, and, and has the game to beat a lot of the players. Obviously, he's had a tour card, um, might still have a tour card. Um, it's been a while since we've looked at any of this and it, the, the knowledge slips. Um, but, yeah, I just think he's, he's very, very steady. Um, Schindler, don't rule him out. Barry Van Peer, very, very class performer, but you, you worry when you get towards the back end of it, if the arm will hold up because they're trouble in the past. You've got Nico Kurtz coming from the field. Louis Williams is a class player. He's just picked up the target deal. Um, As I said, Barry there's some now. players down this one that I think could, could come from the pack here. If they have a good weekend, Keane Barry is more than capable of going and winning two or three of these titles in a weekend if he plays well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Keane, I think Keane can come through Louis Williams can come through. Um, and the other one, a bit under the radar, and he's down in 27th, is Kieran Tien. He impressed me so much. Yeah, very, very the world. If, if he can reproduce, I know he hasn't had a great year this year, but if he can reproduce some of that world's form, he could come through the field as well. Um, Philip, on there, do you fancy Louis Williams on both tours? Good performances after signing with Target? Yeah, 100%, mate. He looked really good at the UK yeah, Open. Um, as, as well, so could quite easily uh, come through. Right, that is all the questions done. So we are going to wrap this week's live lounge up. Remember, here at Online Darts, the Premier League returns. So we will be bringing you all the action, all the coverage you need across all our social media platforms. The website, we will have the live blog going. Everything you need will be on the website and our social handles. And of course our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe right now. Go on, do it now. I'm not going on until you touch the button. Okay. Hang on, sorry, I, I need um, to do that, Phil. I, th I feel I need to do that. Sorry, mate. Um, what do I do? How, uh, turn notifications right, cool. on because we will have plenty for you over the the, the Premier League and coming up. Uh, Jacob, great show. We'll also be mate, thank you very much. Yeah, but so we'll also have obviously the podcast as well. We don't know how we're going to do it yet. I mean, if people want a match, a Premier League daily, we probably will be able to do it. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to be able to get up, linked up in the bubble a little bit. Uh, Phil and I, fingers crossed. Um, but uh, and, and Gob as well. Uh, well, if he's around, obviously, I appreciate you've got to work, mate. <laughs> Whereas I don't. Um, I'm very around. Thank but, you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I say, if you want a Premier League daily, by the way, guys, uh, again, uh, let us know in uh, via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll do what we did for the match play. If you want a Premier League daily, we'll happily do it for you. 
uh, well, if you want to just uh, for us to come off to uh, Judgment Night or at the end of each week or something like that, then again, let us know. We'd love to see what we'd love to know what you guys are interested in. So, well, let us know. And if so, we'll produce our Premier League daily for you as well. Well, everyone, thank you very much. I'm Phil Bars as always, and thanks for joining me, Jalafi and Anne, Jack Gobby Garwood. And we will be back in some form next week. We will let you know once we know what the plans are. This was the Online Darts Live Lounge. Thank you very much. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.